This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, August 26, 2018. Back to school. Anxiety given by disciple members Rachel and Kyle Brandenburg. Is anybody feeling anxious after watching that one? Yeah, or can anyone relate? <laughs> well, good morning. Don't rub your eyes or be confused. You haven't gone back in time to a younger Carrie and Alan. They're currently on vacation, so they asked us to fill in. My name is Kyle Brandenburg. And I'm Rachel Brandenburg. And we're disciple members here at Connection Community Church. Uh, we want to welcome everybody here and uh, anyone that's watching on Facebook Live. We're in the fourth and final week of our series, Back to School, and today we're discussing the topic of anxiety. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for bringing all of us here, everyone who came today. We pray that you just use this time this morning to calm any worries, set aside anyone's fears. Use our words this morning to be helpful and beneficial to every single person that came in this building today. In Jesus' name, amen. So anxiety, I think we can all say we experience it in some sort of way each day. And the thought of going back to school is no exception. We always get caught up in the things that we don't know or can't control. Things like, am I going to the right class? Well, remember my locker combination. Can I get from here to there before the bell rings? Will I be able to sit with my friends at lunch? What if I forget my bus number? Do these pants make my butt look big? <laughs> Seriously, do these pants make my butt look big? No, no, you're okay. good. You're okay. good. Well, whatever it is that we got worried about in school, things haven't changed much as we've transitioned to adulthood. We still find things to fret and worry about, things that we can't control. Things that, in the picture, aren't worth worrying over. So I think each of us probably holds some sort of fear, and some fears are really common. We can have trouble letting go of certain things that we can't control. You can see the list of top, the top 10 most common fears up here. We have fears related to animals, such as fear of spiders, fear of snakes, fear of dogs, and we also have some fears of situations like flying, heights, fear of injections, and perhaps somewhere in there might be the fear of mispronouncing words. I won't even try to go through those and, and figure that out. Another common fear is that of public speaking, which I can tell you came into play a little bit in preparing this speech today. And there are other fears or phobias that require clinical or professional treatment. For example, social phobia. That focuses on being watched or humiliated by others. In some cases, social phobias cause people to avoid leaving their house, um, not going to school or to work, which can have a huge impact on the individual's functioning. Another phobia, agoraphobia, <clears throat> involves extreme or irrational fear of entering open or crowded spaces or places in which uh, the individual feels like they won't be able to escape. I think it's important to say these fears and anxieties that are diagnosable are extremely irrational and usually require that professional treatment. And some forms of anxiety are a result of traumatic events that have occurred in one's life. So we certainly today do not want to give the impression that anxiety comes completely from a product of our own sin or our lack of faith in God. God made our minds and bodies in a way that allows us to react to certain stressors in a protective, although sometimes maladaptive way. Today, we wanted to focus on uh, keeping your anxiety at a healthy level. 
how to hand those day-to-day worrisome uh, situations that you have no control over to God. Whatever fears you have, God says to focus on him and ask for his help. So if you guys have a, a Bible today, first we're going to look at Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So this verse, according to Amazon statistics, is the most highlighted passage of any book on the planet. Let me repeat that. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, a passage about dealing with anxiety, is the most highlighted passage of any book on the planet. Clearly, anxiety is a big problem. So if anxiety is such a big problem, God tells us just to pray, then why is it still such an issue? Why don't we just take all of our problems to him and then everything will be okay? Well, I think part of the problem is that we're constantly bombarded with things to worry about. Max Lucado points out in his book, Anxious for Nothing. He says, in our parents' day, the nightly news communicated the catastrophe. Now it is a matter of minutes. We've barely processed one crisis, and then we hear of another. So between all the different forms of social media, along with the traditional forms of news, we're constantly reminded of the bad things that are going on. Whether it's something that happens all the time, or it's a one-time occurrence, each one of those makes us pause and think, could that happen to me? For instance, the odds of being in a car crash are much higher than being in a plane crash. Yet the fear of flying is way more common than the fear of driving. Part of that is that we feel, or that we hear about every single plane crash that occurs, but most car accidents we never even know about. We also perceive we have way more control over driving a car than we do when we're flying in a plane. When we feel out of control, that's when our minds start to worry. And if it wasn't enough worrying about our own lives, those that are uh, those of us that are parents have a, enter a whole new world of worry. Before our oldest, Fiona, was born, uh, we went to the DMV to get our car seat checked out to make sure that it was installed correctly. We were obviously new parents, and we wanted to make sure that everything was done correctly. And since this was a free service that was provided by the DMV, we figured it was worth it. So as the technician is kind of looking over everything, he warned us to keep an eye on our child in the back seat as we drive because, quote, their heads are like an orange on a straw, and they could just fall over and suffocate, and you would never know it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I wasn't really worried about that at the time, but clearly now it's something I need to be concerned about. And you can bet I kept a locked eye on Fiona in that back seat as we drove home from the hospital because all I could picture was an orange on a straw. Right. We definitely tried to take control of that situation when I sat in the back seat on the way home like this, just in case her head tipped at all. But there are more serious things that seem much more probable and much more out of our control. Like when I was told after my three-month screening while pregnant with our son Drew that I had some protein levels that were so low that Drew could poss very possibly be born stillborn or only live for three days. How are you supposed to not worry about that? That was so out of my control. Well, the way that I dealt with it was by choosing what I was going to do with and how I was going to think about that information. So as we go about our daily activities, we need to consider what we see and what we think about. 
So as it says in Proverbs 4.23, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Our state of mind is so important. If we live in a constant state of fear of the unknown and we obsess over trying to control the outcome of every situation, we can never experience true happiness. And God is offering that release from our fears. Once we're able to trust God and go to him with all of our anxieties, we can live a happier life. Things are going to happen in our lives that we can't predict. It's just what happens. We just have to trust God that his plan for our lives is good, and whatever happens is meant to be. He's not going to save us from sin, grant us everlasting life, and then forget about how much he loves us and how much closer he wants us to be to him. Right, and anxiety is nothing new. It's something people have struggled with forever. Even the disciples who were the closest people to Jesus struggled with it. And Jesus addresses them in Matthew 6, 31 through 34, which is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. He said, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's so easy to forget who's in control of things and they don't happen when or how we want. So when I got a job out of college in Florida, I knew it would be a new start. I knew I'd have to make new friends, find a new place to live, find a new church, everything. And some of those things came sooner than others. I found an apartment quickly. It took a while to find a new church, but I stayed diligent and eventually found a new church home. However, the dating scene wasn't as kind. Miami can be a, sometimes a difficult place to find a Christian relationship. And while I had found some Christian friends to connect with, I knew I wanted to start a family and wasn't having much luck. I started taking things into my own hands. I joined many sites including Match.com, eHarmony, Christian Mingle, and so on. Over the next year, I continued to not have much luck in the dating scene. I went on a few dates, but none of them really went past the first. I was getting frustrated and anxious and wondered if I'd ever find anyone this way, and finally got to the point where I decided that I had had enough. I uh, decided to give up all the sights and put everything into God's hands. I prayed about it and agreed that whatever happened, happened. It turns out, two weeks later, I got a wink from someone on Match.com, and you know who that was? Oh, no, not her. I have no idea who it was. But, <laughs> but on, on that email underneath that person were the per people you also might be interested in. And at the top of the list was my beautiful wife that you see next <laughs> to me today. It was at the point where I had truly given up control to God that he was able to work. I laid down my anxieties in front of Jesus and let him go to work. So while I may have been second choice for Match.com, I was his first, so that, that worked out really well. And thanks to God, I was in a similar situation and had logged on to discontinue my membership, and there was this guy, and the rest is history. So if we aren't supposed to worry about these kinds of everyday things, then what are we supposed to focus on? Let's continue reading in Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. And to be clear, 
Fear and anxiety can be good. Fear and anxiety is what keeps us from repeatedly touching a hot stove. And fear of snakes may actually be instinctual or survival mechanism, if you will. As we know from the Bible, snakes tend to be evil. Now, that might be a little bit, a bit of a broad statement, but still, anxiety and fear can motivate us. Young children are motivated by avoiding punishment. They follow rules because they have a fear of getting into trouble. I can tell you from personal experience, one of the only reasons I ever had a paper turned in on time in school was my fear of failing a class and my anxiety that I'll be viewed by the teacher as subpar. The problem becomes when our anxiety and fear starts to hinder rather than help us. When it starts to interfere with our relationships, our activities, our productivity, our psychological stability, and our health. So as a visual illustration, you can take a look at this graph here. This is the Yerkes-Dodson Law. And you may have seen this graph before if you studied business management or um, psychology, sociology. In business, they talk about, um, in essence, how to get your employees to uh, be just stressed enough <laughs> that they have optimal performance and output for you. But what you can see up here is on the, on the bottom part of the graph is arousal, or we can call that stress or anxiety. And that is related to performance. So if you have low stress, low anxiety, your performance is going to be weak. You're going to be fatigued, unmotivated, um, your attention is going to be poor. As you go up the graph and you increase your arousal or stress or anxiety level, at the very top is the peak. That's where your, your output is optimal, so your productivity is the best. So you're motivated, you're paying attention, you're cranking out the work and you're getting it done. Now anything beyond that peak where your anxiety and your stress and your arousal goes overboard, your performance starts to decline. So on the far end of that, you will start to see um, an inability to pay attention, um, you're unmotivated, you're making errors, and at this point, on the, at the, on the downslope, you can have serious emotional and physical health problems. So trying to keep our anxiety from reaching high levels, we must first have a hope something to believe in. And giving our lives to Christ Jesus is a great place to start. Once we're able to do that, we then need to focus on uh, his promise to all his believers that his plans for our life are good. We must focus on our God of peace. In one of his sermons, Pastor John Piper put it this way, before you can put yourself humbly under God's mighty hand, you have to put your anxiety confidently in God's mighty hand. Believe that he is in control and able to deliver us from any obstacle that we might face in our lives. Because when we're anxious, it's like saying that we don't believe that God is bigger. But God is bigger. And when you put your whole heart and mind into his promises, you can start to release those anxieties that are holding you back. I've seen a lot of people that claim to be Christ followers, um, yet let their anxieties and fears consume them. It's like they can trust God when things are good, but when the water gets a little bit choppy, all of a sudden God can't handle it. But God can handle it. And when you consider that we worship the God who created the sun and the stars, how can you believe that he isn't in control of the small day-to-day -day things that are going on in our lives? So my dad used to always tell me this story or this joke about a priest who was in a town that was about to flood and he was praying and telling everyone he was praying that God would save him, yet he turned down two boats and a helicopter that came by to rescue him, not recognizing they were sent by God. So life at times can be really overwhelming, and when it seems like there's impending doom, pray 
and ask for peace, but also realize God will send help in many forms. So he may give you a peace that comes over you. He may allow you to focus more on what's positive and what's good going on in life. And you might also find help from others. So God has given us trained professionals, pastors, friends, many other people in human form. So if you're becoming consumed with worry that doesn't appear to be relenting, or if your anxiety is stemming from an unresolved trauma, ask God for that peace, but also guidance on how to reach out and who to reach out to for help. He'll show you, you just have to keep him involved in the process. So as we leave here, um, a lot of what we're saying is probably easier said than done. It's great talking about trusting God and casting our anxieties onto his back. But how do we do that in a practical way? How do you practically make the anxiety transfer from your back to God's back? The answer is trust that he cares for you. Believe this promise. Trust him. It's a matter of practical trust. So going back to our first verse in Philippians 4, 6, God tells us not to be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Put each and every anxiety on him. So today, I want everyone here to think about a specific anxiety that you're struggling with, a specific thing that's holding you back or causing you fear. What's holding you back from living your life to the fullest? And then I want you to cast that specific trouble to God and pray about that anxiety. So often we trust God with the larger things we, and the, the more abstract ideas, like he saves sinners and he can do many things. But do you truly believe that he can get you out of the situation that you are in? No one is out of the reach of God, and no situation is so severe that God cannot help you. Once you believe that and can put your specific anxiety in his hands, that's when you'll experience the burden lifted. I hope no one leaves here feeling um, overwhelmed. If you have an anxiety that you're struggling with and would like to talk to someone, we have people in the back corner that would love to pray with you. You'd be amazed at how much better you could feel as you start to vocalize your anxieties to others. And your problems may be more common than you think. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Nothing today is an instant fix. Anxieties aren't going to magically disappear. But hopefully the words of God will equip you each day to handle the anxieties that you're about to face. Let the Lord God be the master of your life not your anxieties. Let's pray. God, we just thank you for this morning, and we just um, thank you for knowing what we need even before we ask. We pray that when we're feeling overwhelmed or um, feel worried, that you would remind us of your power and your grace. Release us from any anxious thoughts and help us to trust you in every situation. We lay all of our burdens at your feet this morning, knowing that your plans for our lives are good. Help each of us leave here knowing that you are in control and bigger than any situation that we're currently facing. We ask for your protection and your guidance and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.